Take your Bibles, if you would, and look at Numbers chapter 13 with me, if you would, for just a moment. Numbers chapter 13, Israel has been delivered out of the Red Sea. They're in the... They're heading towards the promised land. Now, the promised land is everything to Israel. I believe you could almost look at the book of Joshua, what the promised land was to Israel, Jesus Christ is to us. And uh, so they're going to what God had promised them. The whole thing of getting out of Egypt was to get into the victorious land, into the promised land. God gave them that land. So as they get close to the promised land, God, this isn't Moses' idea, this isn't the people's idea, this was God's idea. Chapter 13, verse 1 says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, By the way, God doesn't speak to us the same way that he speaks to Moses, but I'll tell you something, we got way more than what Moses got from God, right here in the Word. Look at verse 2. Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Okay, the land is yours. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to have the largest pep rally the world has ever known. We're going to have a three million person pep rally. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get leaders And I want you to take them into the promised land. And I want you to bring back the fruit of that land. And they will be so excited that they will want to live in the promised land. Because there's going to be some stuff going on. You're going to have some battles. You're going to have some tough things. You got some, there's some giants over there. So go get the fruit, bring it back, and let them know it's going to be worth it. Let them know that, the, that we're going to have the largest pep rally the world has ever known at this point. Okay? So that's what the idea was. Look at verse 3. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. <clears throat> all those men were heads of the children of Israel. They were all rulers. They were all heads. They were all the leaders of the tribe. So here's what I'd like to have you do right now. If you are a president of a male collegian, of a guy's collegian, would you stand right now? If you're a president of a male collegian, if you are, if you are a male dorm supervisor, would you stand right now? Male dorm supervisor, would you stand right now? If you are a male in the student government, would you stand? They don't, they don't know who they are yet. They don't know who they are yet. Okay. So this would be who Moses would have chosen, except for Jake. This would, no, 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 just, just teasing Jake. No, 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 Jake, you stand back. You're going, you're my Caleb, man. You're my Caleb, okay? You're, no, no, you're going you're gonna to come back, I'm telling you. This would have been who we would have chosen. We would have chosen, look at these guys. All these guys have good testimonies, amen? These are good men right here. These are good guys. All these men would have been the ones Moses would have chosen to go in. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being leaders on the campus, by the way. Look now at verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Hey, get you up this way southward and go up into the mountains and see the land. Now, you're going to be there. We're going to read this in just a moment. You're going to be there for 40 days. 
40 is the number of testing. So you're going to be tested on your attitude and your perspective, on your view of life, okay? You're going to get, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the mountains. Because from the top of the mountains, you're going to see this land. Now we know the description of this land constantly through the Bible. It's a land, help me out, it's a land flowing with? Okay, so I don't want to treat you like kindergartners, but can I, can I ask you something right now? If you got to have milk, you got to have cows. And if cows are going to give you milk, cows are going to have to eat. So if it's a land flowing with milk, you got to have a lot of cows and you got to have a lot of grass. It's flowing with milk and if you're going to have honey, you got to have and bees are going to have to have all right, so this is a beautiful, this isn't a land of desert. Okay, this is not the Antelope Valley, okay? Let me just tell you that right now. This is not the Antelope Valley. This is a land flowing with not onions, okay? This is a land flowing with milk and honey. Though there is the, the, the garlic there too and all that. But anyways, this was a beautiful land. I want them to go in and I want them to go up to the mountains because I want them to see this land. And I want them to see what I have provided for them. I don't want them to see cities they can't conquer. I want them to see cities they don't have to build that they're going to be able to live in. I want them to see vineyards that they won't have to plant. I want them to see the fruit of the land. So here goes. So they go. And uh, we pick it up in verse 23. And they came under the brook. I just put this one in there because I just love this. Ishkol and cut down from thence a branch with everyone together, what's the next word? With one, one cluster of grapes. And they bear it between two upon a staff, and this, and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs, they brought of the fruit of the land. Can you imagine one cluster of grape that takes two full-grown men to carry on a pole? I mean, it's like, whoa, no wonder they were giants at Anak. They were eating the raisins, you know? I mean, this is big time. Look at verse 25. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. Now, this is going to be very important. All 12 men went together. We didn't have, okay, no, you two guys, you guys go to the north and check out Hutzor up there, and you got, no, 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 no. They all went to Hutzor. They all saw the apple orchards and the peach orchards and everything in the northern part of Israel. They all dipped their feet in the Sea of Galilee. They all got to go swimming in the Jordan, okay? They were in this country for 40 days. They could have covered an enormous amount of ground. Here's the point. They all saw the same thing with these eyes. But they didn't all see the same thing with these eyes. Now listen, college student, you can all look at the same handbook. You can all look at the same syllabus. You can all look at the same dorm room. You can all look at the same food at SLC. But what eyes are you going to use? Because the eyes that you look at will determine what God's going to end up doing with you. you got to have the right eyesight, guys. They all saw the same thing. 
but their conclusions of what they saw was vastly different. And unfortunately, 10 of the 12 were not seen right. Look at verse 25. And they return from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. You know, a lot of bad things happen at Kadesh. They, they, they just need to, you know, there are certain places you need to stay away from. This is where Moses smote the rock the wrong the second time. Miriam dies here. There's rebellion. There's all kinds of bad stuff at this place. And brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. All right, so here it is. It's unbelievable. Okay, so here you go. Here's your handbook. Here it is. I brought it back. Here's the handbook. All right, no question. No question. You can tell it's biblically based. Okay, no question. You can tell it's a protective place. No question. You can tell it's a place you can live for God and you're protected. No question. Somebody cares about you there. There's no doubt about it. You can look at the handbook and know and you can see that people care. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, okay. So we saw the syllabi. Okay, we saw the syllabi. We saw from each one of the classes, we saw the syllabi. Hey, there's no question someone knows what they're doing when they're teaching. There's no question that the objective of those classes would help you in ministry. Hey, 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 I'm just going to tell you this right now. I, 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 there's no doubt about it that there's something good going on academically. You're going to get a great education. Okay, all right. It's a great place. It's very protective. Okay, super classes. Hey, we saw the land. We saw the land. But I'm telling you something. We saw our dorm soups. And we were like grasshoppers, man. Let me tell you something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a nice place. It's a little West Coast place, a nice place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it really, everything's good there. They do things right. They all love you, da-da-da-da-da. You'll meet over to their house a couple times. But I just got to tell you, man. We were like grasshoppers. I mean, there's no way. I am so overwhelmed. I mean, I went to the wrong place. I'm just telling you right now. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't biblically disagree with anything in here, but come on, man. You can't live by this. I mean, it can't happen. Look at what happens. And they told him and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We came onto the land, whether thou, thou sent us. And yeah, surely, surely, it floweth with milk and honey. And, and this is the fruit of it. Hey, there's one problem, uh, Moses, nevertheless, the people, the problems, the obstacles, the finances, be strong that dwell in that land. And the cities are walled and they're very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Enoch there. I mean, they got requirements. I mean, there's soul winning, there's Christian service. Man, you got to see my schedule. I, there, there's not like a minute. I mean, the giant of everything that I got to do. The Malachites, they dwell in the land in the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites, on the mountains, and the Canaanites, dwell by the sea, and the electric lights, and the, and the mosquito bites, and I'm telling you, I mean, there's, I mean we're, we're, it's just not going to happen, man. College is not for me. The Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses. By the way, you know what Caleb's name means? You know what the Hebrew word that is? Dog. Caleb's name means dog. 
And it's very interesting because almost every time in the Bible dog is mentioned, it's kind of in a derogatory sense. But there is something about dogs, aren't there? They're loyal and they don't give up. Dogs just are there. You know, they're just loyal. That's Caleb. Caleb Caleb's name means dog. Uh, I, I just find that interesting. You say, well, that isn't the greatest name in the world. You know what? But he's got the greatest character in the world. Anyways, continuing on. But the men that went up with him said, hey, we be not able to go up against the people, for they're stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, hey, the land through which we have gone to search it, this, this college life, this college, hey, it's a land that eateth up its inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Enoch, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight <laughs> as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Now you've got to read chapter 14, verse 1. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night, college isn't for me. I'm going home. This is not the place for me. I can't do it academically, financially, spiritually. We're out of here. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses, against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, What a God that I just stayed in Pennsylvania. It's all in the, it's all in the Hebrew here, guys. You've got to read it with me. Would to God that I had just stayed in Michigan, in the land of Egypt. Or would God... We had died in the wilderness. Oh, what in the world? Wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land? I can't do, I can't make it to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be prey. Were it not better for us to just return to Egypt? And they said one to another, hey, let's make a captain. Let's get out of here. Let's, let's call, let's see if there's a plane. Let's see if we can get out of here. And let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. That's your pastor and parents, gang. And they cried, God, help them stay. Help them stay, Lord. We dedicated them to you as a little babe. God, help my son, help my daughter stay. I know they're going through tough times. God, help them stay. Joshua, Yeshua the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jedonah, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, Hey, guys, the land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. Oh, what God could do, what God could use what could happen in our lives if the Lord delight in us? Obviously, he must be delighting in us. He delivered us out of Egypt. He delivered us through the Red Sea. He's done one miracle after another. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land which floweth with milk and honey. Guys, you're looking at this thing all wrong. Hey, only and everyone together. What's the next word? Only what? Only rebel not. What is rebellion? Rebellion is believing a lie. 
When you believe a lie, you will rebel. Every young person, my life, I can just tell you this. When I was in rebellion in my teen years, I was believing lies. I believed lies about authority. I believed about lies about God's will. I believed lies about how God created me. I believe lies. You will rebel when you believe a lie. It goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. By the way, it goes back further than that. When Satan believed the lie that he was going to be like the most high, yeah, that ain't happening. I will exalt my kingdom. Yeah, that ain't happening. But when he believed a lie, he rebelled against God. And by the way, I'll tell you what's really bad about rebellion. You don't just affect yourself with your lie. You affect others. One third of heaven follows Satan in that rebellion because they believed a lie. Joshua and Caleb said, man, don't believe the lie. What do you mean not the lie? They were giants. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. Don't believe that lie. Don't. And I think the lie here is unbelief. Man, you've got to believe in your God. He brought you here. You've got to believe in your God. He's going to work in your life. You can't give up on your God. Now, I want to tell you, if you get to know me at all, you're going to find so many stinking flaws in my life. You work with me in a, in a project. You take me long enough in class. I'm going to forget things. I'm going to do things. I'll probably say something that hurts you. I'm going to do it. Man, you may see me get angry. i got a lot of faults, guys. I really do. But I'll tell you one thing. I don't give up. And I don't quit. Because there's only one kind of person that God can't use. It's a quitter. That's the only kind of person God can't use. If you don't quit... And whatever you're struggling with, God will work with you. You can't quit. You can't give up. And I'm not talking just about college. I'm talking about in every area of your life. You can't give up. It's the only one that God can't use. Don't rebel. Don't unbelief. Don't give up, no matter the cost. I don't care what the cost is. Don't give up. Matter of fact, you will find in life anything that is worthwhile is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. <laughs> At the luau, the tug of war was amazing. I don't think there was any losers. No, we lost, Dr. Sh no, 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 you didn't. I, I got to tell you what. By the way, girls had bruises on their arms afterwards, man. I'm talking, that's my kind of tug of war. I'm telling you. You know what? Nobody quit. Nobody quit in that. I love that. I just love seeing that. But it costs something. Whatever you're going to do for God is going to have a price tag to it. You can't give up no matter the cost. I'm going to tell you several personal illustrations today. And I, I want to tell you this about these. I want to give you these because they all happened when I was in college. And that's why I'm giving you these stories. But I want to give you a few stories today. And this one about don't quit no matter the cost. I'm so glad I didn't. My senior year in college, Marilee and I started dating. I don't have time. There's not enough time in this chapel to explain the whole thing, but it was a soap opera relationship. There was just all kinds of things going on in that relationship between Marilee and I. Marilee had been dating another young man that was very committed. Well, matter of fact, they were engaged. And we traveled together in the summer. We didn't do anything wrong. God really revealed to Mary Lee during that summer that it wasn't going to be that. That man loves God. He's been a pastor. He's a great guy. And he was one of my best friends. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so yeah, 
And that woe is exactly what was happening down at the campus, okay? So everyone hated me. Everyone loved this other guy. He was a great guy. And there was a man, how could you steal Stan's woman, you know, and all this, you know? I mean, it was just terrible. And boy, it was just one thing after another. Marilee and I, we didn't even start dating then because of the whole thing. And I, I just got to tell you, it was just costing me friends. It was just costing me time. And I was uh, like a dorm soup, a floor leader, and I... I uh, had to, at, before chapel, I had to clean out the dorm, make sure no one was in the dorm. And I was walking across campus by myself to go to chapel. And I'm telling you guys, I'm just telling you the honest truth, what I'm about to share with you. I just said, you know what? I don't think it's worth it. Mary Lee's going through so much stuff. I'm going through so much stuff. This is costing way more than I thought it was. I thought we just have this nice little dating relationship. Oh, this is costing a lot. And I said, I'm going to break up with Mary Lee after chapel. And I'm walking across the soccer field on the campus. And there's a piece of paper that's blowing on the soccer field. Well, I'm the kind of guy, I see paper, I pick it up. I still do that today. I see any paper around the campus, I pick it up. And the paper's blowing across the soccer field. And I said out loud, I'm not picking it up, God. I'm mad at him. And I'm just mad about the whole thing with Mary Lee. And I said, Lord, I'm not picking it up. I'm serious. This piece of paper is blowing across the soccer field. And I go, I'm not picking it up. And I walk, I walk all the way to the goal, to, to, the, to the right where the soccer net is. I said, oh. And I go back, and the wind's blowing it. And I go back. Finally, I, I get to it. I step on this stupid thing. I pick it up to crumble it. And I happen to look at it. And it has, in calligraphy, three words. What does it say? Faint, yet pursuing. I'm telling you, I don't know who did this. But this piece of paper says, faint, yet pursuing, Judges 8-4. And I went, oh, Lord. Oh, God. I can't give up on the greatest thing outside of my salvation that's ever come into my life, my wife, my hope to be wife. Lord, I won't give up, no matter the cost. College student, it costs to go to college. It costs financially, it costs emotionally, it costs schedulely, it costs your rights, it costs to go to this college. Can I tell you, don't give up no matter the cost. It's worth it, college student, it's worth it. Let me tell you another story. Don't give up no matter the circumstances. You know, um, a lot of those Guys came back and went like, oh, yeah, flowing with milk and honey. But wow, there's all, you should see this city called Jericho. There's no way we'll ever take it down. This can't happen. You should see the Calvary people up and they got horses that are on, they got steel chairs. Like, it's not going to happen in the northern part of the kingdom. It's just not going to happen. And they got, there's so many of them. And then, then we saw Enoch. Okay, there's people over there that are over 10 feet tall, Okay. So whatever it was, this is not what we signed up for when we left Egypt. The circumstances aren't what you thought they were going to be. You may not have the roommates. You may have thought the meals were going to be different. You may have thought the weather was going to be different. You may have, whatever. It's not what you thought. Well, let me tell you about a man that he knew he was in the center of God's will. Every city he went into when he'd get stoned, when he'd get beat, when they'd kick him out. 
Can you imagine Paul's missionary trips if he went by circumstances? Okay, God must not want me in Iconium. I don't think the Lord wants me in Lystra. I don't think the Lord wants me in Galatia. I don't think God wants me in Ephesus at all. That's just a... I am glad the Apostle Paul didn't go by circumstances to determine God's will for his life. Now you hear this, college students. Don't give up just because the circumstances aren't what you thought they would be. Now I was going to show you a picture, but I just think sometimes we make glory of things that I don't want to make glory of. I was going to show you a picture of what I looked like before I went down to Bible college. And I had hair in the middle of my back and I had a ponytail and I went down and I had my surfboard and I went to college for three reasons, the beaches, girls, and the price. That's why I went, whoa, it wasn't that way at all. And I thought the college was right on the beach. That's the way they advertised it. I thought it was right on the beach, you know. It wasn't, it was miles from the beach. And I went like, wow, what in the world? And then they told me that I had to wear this, this cloth material around my neck. I had never worn a tie in my life. All of my pants had patches, patch pockets. I had to rip off all the patch pockets. They told me I had to go to bed at 10 o'clock. That's when I woke up, was 10 o'clock. It wasn't what I thought, gang. It wasn't what I thought. But I'm glad today I didn't give up because of the circumstances. Guys, Maybe the semester's not going the way you want it. Don't quit because of the circumstances. Don't quit because of the cost. Hey, I want to tell you something else. Don't quit because of the casualties. Now, this is an interesting one. Because I remember after my freshman year, people were dropping out like flies. They were just dropping out like flies. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm not supposed to stay here either. You know, there's a really cool story in Judges. At the very end of Judges, there's a story of the, what Benjamin, just very immoral act that they did. And all of the rest of the tribes get together to fight against Benjamin. And Benjamin clears their clock the first day. And they all sought God. And they all sought the Lord. And they said, you, and God said, send Judah in first. And Judah gets like wiped out the first day. And they go, hey, God, what's going on here? Benjamin's the one that did the sin. Go back another day. And there were more casualties. By the way, God was purging all of Israel because all of Israel was living, doing what was right in their own eyes. So the next day of battle, they go, and they get wiped out again. God, what's the scoop here? God says, you go back another day. They go a third day. They get wiped out. Okay, God, we're kind of like done now. We've had a lot of casualties. God says, you go back the next day and you'll have victory. Now listen to me, and you got to hear this. As long as you stay at West Coast Baptist College, there will be casualties. We don't want casualties. We'll do everything we can not to get a casualty. But there will be casualties. You can't quit because of somebody else leaving. And don't jump on somebody else's offense. Don't get on somebody else's offense. You don't know the whole story. Let me just tell you, I've, I've, I've known this from every realm, from pastor, from being on a staff of a pastor, from being a student, from being a, a, a dorm soup, from, from, from being a dean of students. I'm just telling you right now, you don't know the whole story. So you just got to say, you know what, God, that's between them and God. And you can't quit because of casualties, because there's going to be casualties on the mission field. There's going to be some missionaries that are going to go home, but you're not. You're not going to quit. Guys, you can't quit because of casualties. 
If you do it here at college, you'll do it the rest of your life. You'll jump out of churches as soon as somebody leaves a church. Well, we're going too. No, you stick it out, man. Don't quit because of casualties. Don't quit because of circumstances. Don't quit because of costs. And the last one, don't ever quit because of a challenge. Don't give up because the challenge is big. Come on. Get some grit. Do something great for God. It's in your bosom. It's in your heart. I know it is, student. I know you have a heart to serve God. But you got to get some grit to go with the heart. And you can't quit because the challenge is big. Hey, we had a guy graduate last year, Colin Sides. Come on, man. I'll tell you this, Colin, I, I was dreading having that for HOM 3, homiletics 3. I'm going, oh boy, this is going to be tough. And it was. But you know what? Those guys in that class rallied around him. I cut them up surgically and cut them up, pieced them together. Yeah, he did a lot of things wrong. But you know what? We didn't give up. And you know what? The challenge for Colin Sides to preach is huge. But he didn't quit because of the challenge. And I got to tell you, man, some of you, we all got challenges. Some of you got physical challenges. Some of you got financial challenges. Some of you got relational challenges. Some of you got family challenges. Your family doesn't even want you here. You can't quit because of a challenge. So I'm a freshman from northern Michigan sitting in my dorm room in Pensacola, Florida. Long ways from the beach. <laughs> and I'm in the top bunk. My roommates are out of the room. It's an afternoon and it's October. Well, I love October in Michigan. Again, I'll just tell you, I come from one of the most, the 10 most beautiful counties in all of the United States. It's called Leelanau County. Leelanau is an Indian word meaning land of delight. We lived on a lake. Lake Leelanau was absolutely gorgeous. We were five miles from Lake Michigan, 10 miles from the Sleeping Bear Sand Dunes. I, am I lived in the most beautiful place, all hardwoods. You got, your, you got your birch trees, your maple trees, and some of you are getting, I'm getting homesick. Brother Shuttler, stop it. No, I'm going to keep going for a minute. And I got to tell you, northern Michigan in the fall is the place to be. It's just beautiful. And I'm sitting in the top of the bunk looking out at a, a window in a dorm room and I start crying. I'm 18 years old. I'm in the top of the bunk, and I start crying. And I said, God, I don't want to be here. I want to go home. I just want to be with my mom. I want my mom's cooking. And i tell you what I missed. More than anything else, I missed my dog. I had an 80-pound black Labrador named Sam, and he was just like the coolest dog in the world. Matter of fact, I got a picture of Sam. Sam was given to the leader dog for the blind in Rochester, Michigan, but he apparently he had been beaten by his first master. So they couldn't do anything with him. He was gonna be a leader dog for the blind. So they couldn't do anything with him. I had a, a cousin who was a vet there and called me up and said, Jimmy, would you like to have the most beautiful lab that I think I've ever, but we can't do anything with him at Rochester because he just, he apparently was beaten. I said, I'd love to have him. Mom said it was fine. This was the greatest dog in the world, man. I'm just telling you, Sam was the dog. In my high school, to be popular wasn't to be the best athlete. To be popular in my high school wasn't to have the fastest snowmobile. To be popular in my high school wasn't to date the prettiest girl, because there wasn't any, okay? <laughs> in my high school, to be popular, 
he had to have a good hunting dog. And guys, I had the best hunting dog in Leelanau County. Sam was amazing. He had that soft mouth. He could bring the ducks in. He had chased the rabbits right to you. Sam was an amazing dog. Sam also could dive under the water for golf balls. Never thought a dog could do that. I was hitting golf balls one day by the edge of my, of my yard out into the lake. And Sam was wanting to retrieve. And I said, okay, go ahead, dummy. Go ahead. Try to retrieve. Retrieve. So, because he, he wouldn't retrieve until I yelled. You know, I said, retrieve. And he jumps in the water, you know, and goes, and then he circles around where the golf ball went in. I said, yeah, see, it doesn't, and then he went down. <laughs> I thought, oh no, I can't lose my dog, man. That's my popularity, you know. And it's just, my identity is my dog. My dog just went under the water. So a few seconds later, he comes back up. I went, oh, all right. He comes in, he shakes off, and drops the golf ball. How do you come and get that? Go retrieve. <laughs> the dog goes in after the. I mean, I can't believe it. I never seen a dog do this before. He retrieved. This was the best dog ever. So I'm sitting in my top bunk, and I'm going. I want to see colored trees. Like, look at that in the fall. I want to see my dog, and I wouldn't mind my mom's cooking. And I'm homesick as all get out. And the challenge of this place is way too much. And I say, you know what, I'm ready to quit. But then I remember, Sam had an old torn up towel that he would use for tug of war. Have you ever played tug of war with a dog before? Well, I gotta tell you what, you haven't played tug of war with a dog until you've got an 80 pound black lab on the other side. And I gotta tell you, and Sam, so I would play sports. I wasn't very good at sports, but I'd play sports and then get dropped off at the, end of my pro at the end of the road and have to walk in. And Sam would wait for me in the afternoon to come home. And the towel would be over the deck around the house. And when he saw me coming, he would go over. And I go like, it comes my dog. And no matter what the, how bad the day was, there's my dog. There's Sam, you know. And he goes, I said, all right, Sam, let's do this, man. And boy, I'd get on one end. Sam would get on the other. And we pulled this way. And we pulled this way. And we pulled, this way, and we pulled man, all the way back. And he's just, mm, mm, mm. We go, after a while, you know what I mean? Just like, come on, man. You got to stop, you know, at some point. I took him a couple times. I took him around to the deck. He's pulling on it. And I picked him up. He's hanging there, taunt at the, oh, oh, he will not let go. I mean, after about, you know, five, ten minutes of this, there's blood in the, in the towel from his gums, and he just won't let go. Finally, you're like, okay, this is stupid, and you let go. And when you let go, you go like, oh, oh. I mean, your hands were like this, oh. And he walks away. Like he had just beaten mankind, you know. And he was just like, and I'll never forget so I'm sitting up on that top bunk in college, and I know I'm 62, but I am telling the honest truth. I just want to go home. I just want to go home to beautiful trees, my greatest dog in the world, my mom's cooking, and I just want to go. And I thought, though, you know what? If my dog can hold on to a towel, I can hold on to God's will. Gang, it's a challenge to go to West Coast Baptist College. And that's a good thing. You're challenged with the rules. You're challenged with the syllabus. But it's a land flowing with milk and honey. And if you want to live the victorious life, finish well, man. Finish well.
don't quit. Don't give up no matter the cost. Don't give up no matter the circumstances. Don't give up no matter the casualties. And college students, don't give up no matter the challenge. Because the higher the challenge, God will get you. It won't be you that does it. It's God who does it. And you've got to get those lions and bears so that you'll be able to defeat the Goliaths down the road. You guys, you can't give up. <clears throat> you got to hold on tight.